The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host here, Ryan Gilbert, and with me as always is my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, bud? Oh, a little a little under the weather, you could say, after uh, a Stars just total no-show. First period, lost the game early on. I saw that there were 10 slot shots for the, the nights more than uh, a period in whereas the stars had zero so yeah that, that that game sucked we'll talk a little bit more about that later but uh i had, I had a very up and down weekend though it was it started off terrible with my fucking dortmund bets nine to one ten to one before the season to win the bundesliga um i thought that those were dead but then byron choked a few games and then Suddenly, Dortmund had the opportunity to win the title at home against a shitty team that lost uh, four games in a row and nothing to play for. But uh, Dortmund were, were totally nervous and then gave up two goals. And and uh, they got two back, but they needed to win the game to uh, win the title. And, of course, they uh, they scored with, like, one minute left. And, um, and that was all she wrote. Ended up in a tie. So that sucked. But uh, after that, uh, Celtics won, which is good. It allowed me to... Uh, lay off a lot of my Celtic stuff, which is good because they fucking lost today. <laughs> um, so that that's even better in retrospect. Um, and the Stars won. So, yeah, that th- that didn't mean shit, though, because, uh, <laughs> like we said, they, they lost uh, today. Uh, but then we talked about the week of Kepka last week, right, when he, he won the PGA. He was high and uh, looked fucking possessed at the, at the Panthers game, the Peas game, as he would call it. And then uh, hung over at the Heat game, and then and then uh, drunk again at the Peas game on Wednesday. So I knew that he was fucked. So I just I just placed so many bets against him, and, and uh, thankfully it was a bit of a sweat. He played better than I thought, but uh, at the end of the day, most of them cast. It was just Dustin Johnson who, who totally failed on Sunday, um, but everyone else narrowly beat Kepka at over seven and a half for him his finishing finishing position. Um, I had Cam Smith, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, and uh, thankfully those, those those came through because uh, yeah, I was very confident that he would be a, a no show, and he wasn't a no show. But uh, thankfully, he was uh, not as good as as uh, not good enough to beat those numbers anyway. So that was a good end to the weekend because um, yeah, I didn't watch a second of the tourney, so I was just following on my phone. Um, so that, that makes it even more stressful when you can't can't actually watch it. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a good end to the weekend and, um, yeah, we're, we're off and running to, uh, another painful <laughs> hockey series coming up. Yeah. It's been, been a, a long time since we recorded cause uh, we were last quarter Tuesday that I went away for my uh, long birthday weekend. I was a complete DJ there for about 36 hours down there in Atlantic city Wednesday night, Thursday night. Luckily the Panthers were able to put the hurricanes out of their misery early. So we don't have to worry about another game there, but yeah, the stars that they, they, they had some life. I, didn't really watch much of either of those two games. I did, I did watch overtime. I positioned myself in a, a penny slot there to watch that. But, yeah, Stars fell completely flat here on Monday night. Um, 
yeah, busy weekend. I didn't really watch too much. I know, I know there was golf going on. I know there was F1 was back. The Indy 500 was going on. So plenty of stuff going on in the world of sports. Hopefully everyone had a, a good weekend. And now we have another two, what Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night off. Four nights off before game one of the Stanley Cup final will be on Saturday night between the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. But um, yeah, game six tonight of that series in Dallas. What did you think about it? Jamie Benn was back. Uh, I saw a tweet now. Jamie Benn got swept in six games, which is a, a new level of, of, of being a loser there, I saw. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Jamie Benn came back. The Stars just had no energy whatsoever. It seemed like the Golden Knights got in there on the forecheck, got in, did what they had to do. They had 1.3 expected goals in the first period, and the Stars had one expected goal in the entire game. So Knights kind of got out ahead, and just Aiden Hill just continues to be an amazing story. I mean, we talked about it a little bit before. Maybe he this he just needed this chance. And Emily Kaplan said on the broadcast that she was texting with someone who was with him in, in Arizona. They were like, yeah, just put him on a winning team, and he's going to be good. He always has that confidence, and that's what we're seeing now. So uh, props to you, Joel, for getting some, I think, what, two two puck bucks and 50 puck cents on Aiden Hill for Conn Smythe at some crazy odds because that might end up end up happening now with with how everything's going with them. Right, yeah, he's down at twelve to one at uh, DraftKings, but I only got in at, at forty to one or so, so it's not quite the uh, seventy-five to one. Although it, it's more than than two dollars and or two puck dollars and fifty puck cents. Is, is it five puck bucks? No, it's more than that. Give me some respect, Matt. Um, <laughs> um, it's, but, it's two It's two two, two and a half puck bucks. You're at, at seventy-five to one. Yeah, yeah, for the for the challenge. I mean, my, but real money though is. Oh uh, no, I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that that that's basically my only. Um, well, I, I guess I've got some some small stuff on nights, but uh, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna lose a lot of money in these playoffs, so just uh, scraping the barrel, trying to get out uh, with as least damage as possible. Um, but uh, yeah, for, as for the the game itself, I missed the first period as I usually do coming home. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just it was over before it started. It seemed like every time I looked at the phone, the, the Knights scored another goal, and um, a total no show. I mean, I, when I got home, I saw the Stars only had eight shots, and like I mentioned, the slot chances were overwhelmingly in favor of the Knights. And yeah, they they just bullied the Stars. They came out to play. They wanted it more, and uh, Ottinger couldn't make the saves. Like it, he has a very good record uh, facing elimination, but uh, that wasn't the case today at all. Well, meanwhile, Aiden Hill, like you mentioned, was was brilliant. And a uh, shout out to the goalie coach of the Knights too, because it seems like whoever is out there in net, they're, they're playing well. I mean, uh, Logan Thompson, Lauren Persuas, Aiden Hill, these guys are all playing um, better than expected, at least uh, better than I expected. So, shout out to the goalie coach. That sometimes can be the difference between, um, you know, playing playing your average game and just elevating to another level. Uh, goaltending was was a clearly a, a big factor in this series um, and in this playoffs as, in, as a whole because uh, it, it wasn't so much a factor last year but this year is the return of the goalie the return of the old ways especially with the big defensive teams um, and goaltending uh, we, we see this run in cycles I guess you know we got the, the fast skilled teams uh, carry the day for a couple of years and then maybe we'll see the big strong teams with good goalies carry the carry the uh, play for the next couple of years who knows hockey is random uh it's, it's just got to take it one one uh game at a time almost um but yeah the, the bad day for uh, a team in green with with the celtics being also uh blitzed throughout after the uh 
early hot start, but yeah, it's it's not easy being great. And good point about the, got the goal, goal, goalie coach because yeah, Flurry was great there in Vegas for a few years, and then you know he fell off, going to Chicago and Minnesota a bit, and they they turned Robin Lantern like into a pretty good goalie there. So maybe there is something there with the goalie coach or with the defensive structure they have. For sure, and um, yeah, and just the lack of depth scoring was it was a big difference too in this series. Um, Robertson was like their whole force. Hints kind of quieted down. Didn't get any stuff from um, Pavelski other than the OT winner, which which is good enough on its own. But still, he wasn't producing much otherwise. I think he's just old and slow now. And uh, yeah, if, if he's not getting those tips in the power play, oh yeah, and the Knights the Knights penalty kill is excellent again and. Uh, uh, good uh, discipline too, eliminating the amount of power plays for the stars. So yeah, Heiskanen is, is another guy. He uh, he's he's had a lot of chances, just a bit unlucky. I mean, the stars hit so many posts too, like over the course of the series. So they they were a bit unlucky to, to be in that position, but they were definitely the worst team today. So uh, we can't take too many flowers away from the Knights, who clearly um, showed up when it mattered. Um, and uh, yeah, it's it's. It's going to be an interesting, interesting series in the next one where they kind of play similar styles, but we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, for now, make sure you check out Edge Boost. Uh, have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right. Zero percent interest. Simply deposit funds into your account, and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can be used two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. But yeah, you, you started to mention there the the uh, the – the great matchup we have now in the cup final, it, it really is, you know, the Panthers have taken down some of the best teams already. The Pan- Bruins best team in the league, Hurricanes second best team, Devils with third best team that the, and the, the Canes beat them. Leafs put down the Leafs. Now they get the, the fifth best team and the Golden Knights and they're underdogs again in this series. I think around my, plus 110 is what they're at in game one. They're around plus 110 plus 115. Um, I think the Panthers have a great chance here. I don't think they should be this maybe this much of an underdog, more more closer to a pick, because we we said the same thing about the Hurricanes that, that we're saying about the Golden Knights. Like, are the Panthers going to be able to handle that forecheck, the the defense that they have? And yeah, I think credit goes to Vegas' defense with Petrangelo and Martinez and Theodore and Haig and White Cloud and all those guys. They're all all pretty solid. They don't have any real real guys on the back end that you kind of want to attack. So. Similar to Carolina, and I think Florida has three or four lines they can just roll, just like Vegas does. It should be a great matchup. I, I could see it being higher scoring eventually, but I, I also could see it being you know, a, a feel-it-out process early on where both teams just you know get pucks in deep, see see what, the, see what they can do. So I think the Panthers have a good chance. I hope they have a good chance because that's where my, my main futures lie, but I, I am a bit worried about this Golden Knights team. It just seems they have... Especially now with that fourth line, Carrier scoring, Amadio scoring twice, uh, Colasar scoring, like they can get goals from any one of their lines can go off. It seems now, even if Eichels doesn't have a great series, which I don't think he scored against the uh, the Stars, so maybe he'll wake up again in the Stanley Cup final. But yeah, the, the the Knights have plenty of depth, the Panthers have plenty of depth. 
it's it should be a pretty good Stanley Cup final, even though I'm sure we're going to get a, a bunch of moaning about how it's Miami versus Vegas. Yeah, that moaning starts with me. Uh, <laughs> I, I hate this series, but we've been over that before. I'm not going to belabor the point. But uh, yeah, originally, I don't know, like a week ago, I was, I was kind of leaning to the Panthers, but I, I've kind of changed my mind. Uh, I'm just thinking about this matchup here because – uh, yeah, similar to the Hurricanes, I thought that the Hurricanes would limit the turnovers, and they did. The, the, the Hurricanes did did do that. They didn't turn the puck over nearly as much as the Bruins and the Leafs did, uh, which led to the Panthers' chances and goals. But the problem was the Hurricanes couldn't score, and they couldn't score because they couldn't get in front of the net. They couldn't bother Bobrovsky. He was playing out of his mind. But now that Bobrovsky's had this time off, I think he'll be, uh, you know, goalies are you know, like three-point shooters. They, they, they'll, get, they'll cool down if they have too much time in between plays and that's what i'm thinking here for Bobrovsky. uh i'm, I'm sure they'll be fine but the knights have a way of bothering goalies like look at the uh, they, they destroyed hellebuck who we consider an excellent goalie they mm-hmm. destroyed Stuart skinner who had a great year and then they destroyed uh Ottinger in most of the games and then and we all rate him highly as well so the knights have a way of, of bothering these goalies and getting them off their game so i'm, I'm liking that plus uh they do the same thing as the panthers they they, they play off this uh um, at the turnover game and then take take advantage of the turnovers. Like how many goals do we see uh, like Marshall So Carlson score? Um, I think Stevenson had a, a transition play. And, and, and yeah, they, they, they develop these odd man rushes. And uh, I think that they can turn the Panthers against themselves, give them a dose of their own medicine. And they, they are a heavier team. Like the Knights are, are one of the biggest teams in the NHL and the Panthers have dominated smaller teams so far. So we'll we'll see if they can maintain that physicality against a, a bigger team with with strong guys uh, like Colesar, like Petrangelo, like um, Martinez, like uh, uh, others. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Aiden Hill, as we've said, is, is playing uh, almost as well as Bobrovsky. Maybe not not quite at the same level, but I think Bobrovsky's numbers are inflated. Like like we said, with the the, the Hurricanes just unable to generate inside pressure just taking shots from the perimeter and, and and giving them those those extra stats i mean don't get me wrong Bobrovsky's playing unreal but uh the, the stats are a little deceptive in that respect um but yeah i i'm still leaning to the knights here i haven't bet anything myself yet but if i would i think i would go that way uh so far i mean i mean yeah, it's, it's it's the Panthers are just so clutch though. Like they they come up with these goals at the crucial moments. They they won every game by one goal against the Hurricanes and and most of them, and uh, against the Leafs as well. They they had uh, two or three one goal games too. So something tells me that's a little unsustainable. Uh, but then again, Matthew Kachuk is is uh, sustainable in terms of his clutchness. Like uh, he's he's the real deal in terms of a playoff performer. That's clear. And um, but uh, yeah, altogether, I think the Knights are the better team here with home ice advantage. I know that doesn't mean much to these playoffs, but still, you got to count it for something. And uh, yeah, just uh, I'm leaning to the Knights at this point. We'll get into this uh, some more talent. I think that he'll be on my side. Given in fact, is he a fucking traitor and switching <laughs> to the Knights after yeah. a full year of anti-Vegas campaigning? He's uh, he's uh, he's left the bandwagon, or he's joined the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. He's, he's flip flap on the Golden Knights and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah the the one goal game thing with the Panthers did you see like Rod Brindamore after Game Four he was like we weren't swept they were all one goal games they were all in the games which like I get what he's saying it's like it's not like it was a four blowout games and what three went to overtime the first two and then then Game Four no Game Four almost went to overtime with 
the four seconds like, left. So, yeah, yeah, but yeah, like he was saying, like it, you're going to look back on it and be like, oh, the Hurricanes got swept by the Panthers, but they, they were much better than that. And you know what? The Hurricanes probably were in that series arguably more than the Stars were in the West, Western Conference Final. So the one thing that does give me hope though about the Panthers is their their defensive depth. I think having Guys like Ekblad and, and Montour and and even Gudis has has been good uh, as a third pair guy. They have three guys on separate lines that are big enough, physical enough. I guess Montour's not, but Stahl is on that pair to you know maybe clear out the front of that a little bit, get get good on the on that forechecking and, and yeah, I mean we'll, we'll see how this goes. I could I'm trying to get a, a rational read on this series. I'm sure I'm going to go back and forth until until Friday because I I have a lot riding on on the Panthers. I I bet them like 65 to one when they were just making their run in late March there. So if they win it all, I, I win a bunch and I'm going to probably end up hedging a bit on the, on the golden Knights, just a matter of how much, because like you said, the Panthers have that clutch gene. They have that Matthew Kachuk who's just been incredible in the playoffs. So yeah, should be a, a pretty good Stanley cup final. Like um, imagine if this was like a not too shitty market teams, like just look at the teams, not look at, look at the teams, not the cities. I see what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it. it's 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 a it's a it's a comprehensive sport, it's a team sport, and that includes the fan bases and the culture and the history of the team. So that, that's just my point on that respect. But yes, I do love Matthew Kachuk now that he's left those uh, Calgary Flamers. I hated him on the Flames, but uh, I'm getting to appreciate him a lot more with the Panthers because who gives a shit about them? And uh, the Gold Knights, I love Mark Stone. He's he's clearly not 100, percent but he's playing through it. I'm uh, not producing much, but still uh, playing hard. And Alex Petrangelo, of course, is a warrior. So uh, I like a few of the players for sure. I just don't really like the teams or their cultures. But you mentioned the defense. It's 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 ironic because I started the offseason. I was, I was way wrong on this, apparently. I, I, I was saying that these are uh, some of the weaker defenses in, in terms of, um, like, the Panthers' depth. I didn't see the depth, but then Montour suddenly became their number one D-man. And mm-hmm. even when Ekblad's kind of taken a step back, the others have played well. And Gudas is, is just a total warrior in the – in the playoffs, he's like a fucking uh, cave troll back there, just like uh, scaring everyone who comes in the, within a couple feet of the crease. And meanwhile, uh, Shea Theodore has had a huge bounce back year. Petrangelo's still still uh, playing. Yeah, he's had a bounce back year too. I don't think he was that good last year, but uh, he's he's playing well in the playoffs. Martinez is is reliant, reliable, consistent, especially in the playoffs. You can count him for like two, three, four block shots a game. And, uh, yeah, so the, the defense definitely proved me wrong in my preseason projections. But uh, that, that's why they're here. They've they got the big, nasty, grueling guys who are willing to take the pain to make a play. And uh, that, that that's why they're here. So, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate the players. And, yeah, it's just a very interesting playoffs here, the way it's turned out um, and, and the way that these teams have turned their seasons around. I mean, the Knights, obviously, they won the West, so you, you can't see that exactly but still i, I thought that the uh, a lot of their they turned their uh, perception around really the golden knights because you never never thought they, they they could possibly be for real you thought they like okay kind of a kind of a paper tiger there in the top of a, a weak conference and but no they're absolutely for real yeah it's beating up on uh all the shitty ducks and uh sharks all season long so uh one more thing uh it's an interesting kind of a Another reverse love, like the the season narrative, where oh the the Bruins got rid of Bruce Cassidy and look how good they are. They wow. won the President's Trophy now. Here's Bruce Cassidy just humming along, wins the West and now uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Whereas the Bruins are bounced in the first round 
So that's a huge uh, revenge narrative and, for Bruce Casty. So yeah. he'll have that hanging over the Bruins. And Pete DeBoer, who was surprised to be fired by the Golden Knights because they had so many injuries last season, now sees his former team go to the Stanley Cup final after being beat by them in the Western Yeah, that's the other side. Tough, t- t- tough to see that see that for him there. Well, he's a loser. He always no. gets to the, the finals <laughs> I, I, and then loses. I remembered. I remember when when he was hired. I I just went off on him, be like, he's never done anything. Why Why is everyone making a big deal out of this hire? And I thought I was gonna have to eat crow after his uh, game seven record and his uh, stuff so far. But no, he's just he's just he gets him close to the dance, but he can't get him all, all the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, um he's, he's a right. good coach. Just uh, just lacks the I don't know the final the final push. I guess I mean, he can't really blame the coach for that oh no like, no absolutely not like the this stars like, team has outperformed expectations and, and sure. so so have the golden knights i was going to mention like go back listen to a show from early april late march you're talking about fading the fading the stars you're talking about fading the knights and now they were the two two final teams yep. in the west and they're now the knights are the favorite for the cup yep sometimes you just pay for being wrong <laughs> yeah um, and we're also brought to you by the SGPN app, uh, home to all of our free picks and podcasts in one convenient app, plus exclusive free roll contest links. So download the SGPN app for free in the App Store or the Google Play Store. All right, looking at some Con uh, Smythe uh, awards here on DraftKings and FanDuel. FanDuel has a very favorable line for Mark Stone um, on Golden, on DraftKings. He is 9-1. to on FanDuel, he is twenty-two to one. Does it would that interest oh. twenty-two to one is yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, it's wild how far apart they are, and especially like this late. You'd think that things would tighten mm-hmm. up, maybe like a dollar two here or there, but uh, thirteen dollars is <laughs> something else entirely. So yeah, I mean, I'm definitely not interested in a nine to one. I mean, he's no. he's not. He's not uh, healthy, and and but he is the captain, and and he he is a clutch performer in his own right. So at twenty two to one, yeah, that, that definitely uh, piques my interest. Um, especially that's that's something you can easily hedge later on. Mm-hmm. If, mm, yeah, twenty two to one, uh, I don't mind that at and, all. And he's had fifteen points this playoffs. Like he, he's been up. Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's he's quietly performing. It's just uh, three behind Eichel, but it, it's also now they have Marshall so up there. They have. Carlson up there now, both at six to one after his two goal game tonight. So it's what's just Carl, all spread what, around. What's Carlson and Marshall so at FanDuel? Uh, Car- six to one at FanDuel. They're seven to one at DraftKings, as I'm sure you're sure you see there. So yeah. Um, only other difference. Carlson is that short now. Yeah, Kachuk is two ninety or plus three sixty. Eichel's four twenty five. Um, Aiden Hill is twelve to one. Stevenson is thirty to one on DraftKings, seventy-five to one on FanDuel, and you got uh, on on FanDuel, FanDuel here. Barkov and Verhage are each one hundred twenty-one to one. I could see I, I, one of those guys going off and ended up winning it. Yeah, Barkov, I could see Verhage. He's had a better better playoffs, but Barkov's the better player. So yeah, uh, I mean those are probably closer to fair. I mean fifty to one is nuts. Like never bet that. No. But uh, 101 or better, that definitely um, also piques my interest. But, um, yeah, the, the Knights, though, it, it's hard to call. I mean, they, they have different guys that show up every game. Um, so much that, that makes me think that Eichel is a little too short at 4-1 to one or so. Uh, Marshall So at 7-1 to one is eh, kind of interesting, considering he keeps showing up with, with these big goals and these yeah. big games. Uh, so I, I've... 
yeah, if you're going to take a shot with the Knights player, you got to just uh, play it small, play play one of these long shots. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the longest shot, I'm not Stevenson, though, so they don't even have a long shot that's really... I mean, Stone, Stone, Stone at 22 is... Yeah, that's, that's I guess, um, shot, but... Petrangelo is 101? No, not really. Um, nah. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's it's hard to pick a Consmith winner for the Knights because um, they have they're just so evenly spread out and, and all these guys could win. So yeah, yeah, I have no feel for the Knights Consmith. Yeah, so I mean, th- yeah, they have five or six guys that could come out of nowhere. I wouldn't be shocked like if Stevenson won it or if like I would be. Well, Stevenson I'd be shocked but, like if he if he gets like two overtime goals in in the Cup final, including the the Cup winner, like. Nah. But I also could see with it being so spread out, them just defaulting to Mark Stone. Like it would be Ike or Stone. I feel like a Stone. Let, let's let's put it this way. I would be shocked if Stevenson had two OT goals. Well, I would. Oh, absolutely, I would as well. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I I could actually see that that Stevenson line doing better now in, in this series because I think Cassidy they made a big deal about about it tonight on the ESPN broadcast. He likes to just roll his lines. He doesn't like to chase matchups. Um, so, you know, he's going to be able to go against probably the Panthers third line and that might be an advantage for him, but we'll see. We, we got, uh, plenty of time here between now and the game one on Saturday. Uh, anything else about the game tonight or the Stanley Cup final you want to touch on here? Oh, well, we didn't talk about the Panthers players really. Uh, oh, like, uh, yeah. But, I, mean, I mean, you Bob, mentioned Barkov or Higgy, but, uh, Kachuk versus Bobrovsky is the real question because it's, it's almost... 100% of the time, it's going to be one of those two guys. So Yeah, yeah. I Bobrovsky, think Kachuk is Kachuk plus 360, and Bobrovsky is plus 210. So Kachuk all day long if he's the dog to Bobrovsky. Like I mentioned, I think that the Knights can bother him, and uh, he should be a little colder after that long hot streak. You know how goalies are. Um, so, yeah, I think Kachuk is a more sustainable play. He'll get some rest. Uh, I think that he's, you know, everyone's dealing with something, but uh, he'll be like 10, 11 days off. Uh, that's better for a forward than it is for a goalie. And uh, Kachuk, is, he's got like the the massive narrative boost with everyone loving him now. And uh, yeah, it's just his personality is more out there. That, that'll affect a few votes, I'm sure. In addition to the votes, uh, there's a few guys who don't like Russians in the media. So that could affect Bobrovsky as well. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, Kachuk plus plus three sixty might have to might have to be, be, be the play there. Oh, I've got easily. Kachuk in, in so many ways. That's like most of my Panthers exposure. So I'm 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 speaking out of hope, but I also uh, I'm speaking out of logic here because I know Bobrovsky is the reason why they're winning these games. Like Kachuk couldn't do what he do what he did without Bobrovsky playing like he did. But still, I, I think projecting forward, Kachuk will have the better series here in the finals if if the Panthers indeed go on to win. Of course, it's hard to imagine any of the losing team, any of the losing players winning it. So it, yeah. it, uh, the Panthers win. I think it will be because of Kachuk more than Bobrovsky in this series anyway. And then uh, he'll get that a little bit of a narrative bump to give him the edge of a Bobrovsky, I think. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it should, they should be close to even yeah, like plus 250 either way or something like that. Yeah, I think I said it last week. That, I mean, this it could end up being a higher scoring series with, you know, Bobrovsky's not going to be able to, like Bobrovsky wouldn't have stopped some of the goals that Ottinger let in tonight, especially like the ones he was he was just had no chance on. So that's about about the defense there. I think Kachuk has a better chance. Um, 
I don't even know if it matters now, but rest versus rust. Now that the the uh, Golden Knights are going to have four days off. I mean, if we went to Game Seven, maybe it'll matter, but they'll have four days off. What Panthers are going to have nine days off? More than that. Nine, ten days off. Uh, when, when was the last game? Thursday. Wednesday. So a full week, and then two more. Ten days. Yeah. And I know last year, what, the, I think the Avs had like eight days off and then they ended up winning game one, I think. Yes, sir. In overtime, I was fucking hung over as shit, but that <laughs> woke me up. That OT winner by, uh, was it Burakovsky? How do I not remember? I think it was Burakovsky. Oh, it may have been. Apparently, uh, according to an article from Fansided last year, dating back to 2000, teams that swept in the prior round are 11 and 13 in the following series when the opponent played at least six games. Not including 2020, because that was due to different circumstances. Wait, 11 wins, 13 losses? Yeah. Okay, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really matter. Especially now with with them spacing it out so much, I think the the Golden Knights getting four days off, they're both going to have a certain amount of rust to the point where having that extra week is going to be better for those players that were battling some nagging things. One more thing. Shout out to Sam Bennett, 100 to 1 for Consmite. I'm sure he's a lot more at FanDuel, but uh, I love watching this guy. I've mentioned it before. Yeah, 250. He's not winning it, but uh, <laughs> uh, I just I just wanted to shout out Sam Bennett, who's uh, another ex Flamer who I, I hated in Calgary, but uh, I'm, I'm really liking him in Florida. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's a good mix between Paul Maurice coming down from Winnipeg and these two uh, Florida guys or uh, Calgary guys. Yeah, you just need to leave Canada to be successful, apparently. Well, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, Matthew Kachuk is going into the Stanley Cup final, but Mackenzie Weger just won a uh, gold medal. So who's really yeah. winning that trade? Shout yeah. out to Latvia, by the way. Shout out Latvia. Uh, Well-deserved win there for for uh, for them. I think they, they got bronze, right, over U.S.? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's a dumb tournament, but shut up. Anyway, <laughs> Germany, too. Silver medal. Let's go. Losing oh. to Canada, but... Uh, you know, it's like Canada's E team, F team, whatever you want to call it. Uh, just a total bunch of scrubs like fucking Milan Lucic setting up uh, a, a rookie, or not even a rookie, a guy who isn't even in the NHL yet, Adam uh, Fantilli. Uh, yeah. That just shows uh, how um, deep the Canadians are. They can send all these <laughs> non NHLers anymore. Like, it'll be surprising if uh, Lucic is playing in the NHL next year and uh, the Canadians still win. But yeah, shout out Germany too, my boys. My mana coming in silver there. That means a lot to the country. It means a lot more to the Europeans than the uh, North Americans, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. There was a big party, too, in Latvia, like when they got back to their city, Riga. Uh, it was a uh, crazy scenes there. So shout out to those guys. Proper hop, hop, proper hockey folk. And also shout out to uh, Santa's Ozelinch, the uh, ex-Av, Avalanche legend, the only Latvian to ever win a Stanley Cup. So. So that's I, heard that today, so. I remember playing playing him with like NHL 03 or something way back then. Yeah, shout out, like shout out the guy in the Discord too. I'm trying to scroll back and find out what what his name was, but sh- sh- shout was him out. DT Cleft or something like that, something something like that. But uh, yeah, um, Oz Lynch was was a, a hell of a guy to watch, kind of like a mini Carlson in a way, like uh, just playing that that Ozone hockey, just not too great defensively. Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Fantilli reminded me uh, NHL draft odds are available in um, New Jersey, so I'm going to have to g- get some research done and head over there and play some bets. Uh, Fantilli is still minus 450. I think that's still bettable All right. for second right. overall. He's minus 1,000 some places, so I'm glad I, I just loaded up on him at minus 300. And, um, yeah, that sick goal didn't hurt last <laughs> week. 
Um, and Leo Carlson, number three at minus 120, I think is the bet as well. It's going to be, those two are definitely going two and three, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be in that order, Fantilli than Carlson. Yeah, uh, it's going to be going to be a long week. Might look ahead to next year's Stanley Cup final. You got any uh, early odds you're looking at? I know they're now both out on DraftKings and FanDuel. I know before we were mentioned the Sabers, uh, they're at forty to one on FanDuel, forty five to one at DraftKings. I think that's pretty good. They got some cap space. Going back to the Senators, I know Talon's going to give me shit for it, but forty five to one. I think that's some decent value. Uh, who, who do you have your eye on here? Yeah, you mentioned the two teams that jumped out to me. I'm not betting either of them yet. Need to look at their uh, cap situations, how they're going to play these off seasons. Though I think both will be more aggressive than last year. Well, the Senators were very aggressive last year, but uh, the Sabres for sure, who were, you know, taking on Ben Bishop's contract and uh, and uh, not exactly advancing their team through free agency or trades. But I think that they'll be the opposite this year, making a more aggressive team with. Um, how close they were to making the playoffs last year, and these young guys taking another step. Rasmus Dahlin was a uh, almost a Norris finalist. He didn't quite make it, but uh, you, you could say that he was deserving of a nomination at least. Uh, he'll take another uh, year of experience. Sabers, I imagine, will uh, make the playoffs the next year with with uh, some of the older teams in the East dying down. And the same thing for the Senators, who played excellent hockey uh most of the season had a, had a really bad stretch in the middle of the year which which ruled them out for the playoffs despite how hard they played towards the end and they did that all without josh norris the number one center for most of the year and uh and the terrible goaltending too for the most part so if they can get josh norris healthy some better goaltending uh, i could see them see them doing a lot better than they did last season and then making the playoffs as well um yeah, I mean, the, the first look is just don't bet any of the uh, top four teams here. Avalanche, Bruins, Leafs, Oilers at 10 to 1 or worse. It's just uh, there's there's no value on any of those right now. Uh, we don't know what's going on with the Leafs at all. They don't even have a fucking GM. We don't know what's going on with Matthews or uh, if they're going to trade Nylander or if they're, they're going to take a step back and, and look two years ahead. Who knows what's going on with them right now? And the Avalanche, of course, lost Landis Gog. And uh, they, they got a lot of decisions to make in terms of their contracts. And, of course, McKinnon's contract kicks in, so that'll uh, make their cap crunch a little harder. Although uh, Eric Johnson comes off the books, so fairly well, EJ. You served us uh, well. And then the Bruins, of course, 8-1 to one is way too short as well with the um, question marks around their older players, particularly Bergeron and Krejci. I think that the Bruins will still be good, but at 8-1, to one, that's nowhere near bettable so uh, don't don't do that either and the Oilers I kind of want the Oilers but a 10 to 1 is too short as well Devils the Devils I think should be uh, one of those those top teams a 12 to 1 is still too short but uh that's closer to something bettable uh Hurricanes I think they have one good year left of their like the positive cap situation then things get a little crazy so 12 to 1 there, that's, that's similar to the Devil situation. It's just uh, it's a little too short to bet, but I'm, I still like them to uh, be a strong contender. Flames, though, I was hoping that – what are they at FanDuel? Do you know? Uh, 32. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. See, Flames at 32 I think is is a good bet. They'll have a new coach in there. We'll have uh, one more year without um, crazy cap crunch when um, they get a bunch of uh, – um, a bunch of uh, you know, they lose a bunch of guys free agency. So at 32 to one with the Flames, I think is is a is a decent look. 
Uh, Markstrom can't play as bad as he did this year, and and we'll have a whole new coach in there, whole new cultural. I could see a, a similar situation with the the Bruins last year with a new coach coming in. Guys just immediately play better, especially the veterans. Um, Huberdo, of course, will will find some new juice and hopefully find somebody better to play with, some more chemistry there. New coach uh, getting him going, and uh, yeah, last one last. Uh, Canucks at 60 to one is interesting just because they're, you know, they're 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 just in constant win now mode. Even though they're they're not really in a a win now mode team, they don't have the structure for it. They don't have the defense, that's for sure. But at 60 to one in a weak West, I could see them making the playoffs rather comfortably with Kuzmenko playing uh, great and uh, JT Miller and. Uh, having a bounce back here and, and, and uh, Rick Tockett, of course, he's, he's an excellent coach. He, he gets the most out of his guys, plays the structure, unlike Bruce Boudreau and Demko once again, will uh, much like Markstrom, he can't play as badly as he did last year. So I expect some positive regression from him. And uh, what else is there? Red wing 75 to one. They have so much talent there. And uh, I know they got rid of a few guys, at the trade deadline. So they're, they're, they're still in rebuilding mode, but, I, I could see them taking another step forward too, especially in um in um the Atlantic. Well, the Atlantic is kind of kind of full right now. You can't take the Sabres, Senators, and the Red Wings because they're all playing the same division. But uh, yeah, you got to make choices there. I mean, these are just my preliminary shot, preliminary thoughts. I'm just looking at the odds now, but Red Wings 75 to one is a little curious. And Canadians 250 to one is my favorite of the absolute absolute shit. Uh, they should not be the same odds as the Coyotes, the Ducks, the Sharks, the Blue Jackets. I think the Canadians are going to be better than uh, better than most of those teams anyway. Um, the Ducks, I think, I think the Ducks could be a good regular season team next year. Uh, they just have so much young talent coming in. Uh, I just I just hate Trevor Zegers and and their coach is still a bit of a mystery. Dallas Eakins, who uh, yeah, he, he tends to fade in the, in the second half of the season. And uh, John Gibson can't hold him together forever. So, yeah, my favorite long dog, dirty dog, would be the Canadians, 251. Or is it any better at FanDuel? No, it's 120 at FanDuel. So. Oh, yeah, there you go. Canadians, 251. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I also ha- had the Red Wings uh, earmarked there. They're only 50 to 1 at FanDuel. They, they have two first round picks, three second round picks. Two first round picks next year. You could see them make a trade if they want, if they want to kind of advance that. Um, they rebuild. They have 30 million in cap space with, you know, not too many key free agents there at all. Same for the Hurricanes. Hurricanes have 24 million in cap space. And yeah, next year, Ajo, Teravine, and Neges, Juries, Jarvis are free agents. But this year, not really losing anyone of significance. Yes, Jordan Stahl, their captain, but he'll come back for cheap. Uh, Kachikov probably be their starter in for or contending for that job there with Anderson and Ranta, both free agents. They're always managed well. I think they kind of come back stronger next year one more time. And uh, the Kraken, uh, they're only 40 to one at DraftKings, but they are 55 to one at um, Fandle. They also have 20 million in cap space. They're a younger team that should only be getting better. So I think that's some value there. Yeah, I, I like the Kraken there, 55 to one a little bit. Uh, Shane Wright hopefully turns into a player at some point. So you have him coming in there to give him some center depth. And, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, the cap space. And Grubauer turning into a real goalie. So that was their Achilles heel over the past, uh, I guess, the first season and the first half of uh, this last season. Uh, but now, uh, over the course of the last few months, Grubauer has is, is, uh, rediscovered his old Washington Capitals avalanche form. So that that's a huge boost for the crack. And, uh, like I said, it's, it's a weaker 
um, Pacific Division with the, I don't think the Knights will be the winners next year. I think that they'll take a step back and um, or there's probably win the division. But behind them, I guess I mentioned the Flames. They're pretty good in the Kings. OK, maybe the Pacific isn't as bad <laughs> as they thought. There's Pacific, <laughs> the Atlantic. Can, yeah, can, can't take them all. I know. I know. Um, yeah, I, I guess I like the Pacific and the Atlantic the division Canucks next there, year. So, yeah. That's right. Fuck, I like all the Atlantic the teams. I, I even mentioned the Ducks. Oh, man. <laughs> sharks are the only ones. Fuck, Sharks lose every game, and then everyone else can, uh, can go happy. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a quick, good, quick look there. Ahead uh, to next year. Uh, anything else you want to touch on there before we wrap it up? I think we're good. Uh, just a tough go there with the Celtics. Fucking Jason Tatum <laughs> got hurt as his ankle in the, in the second quarter, and that, that was basically... Basically, Eddie, he couldn't uh, get it going the rest of the game, really. So, yeah. Oh I well. Thought, I, I, I thought I saw he, he rolled his ankle like on the on the first play of the game, like the first basket. Was it? Oh man, I, I like it. Yeah. yeah, I missed the first quarter. So, yeah, that's that's right. So, so t- tough to see Boston go down, come back from three out to fall on seven, especially. It'd have been history, like 100, 150 for, attempts for at, at, at uh, coming back from three nothing, three nothing yeah. down. And, uh, once again, it, the, the streak lives on. Yeah. All right. Uh, we should be back recording with Talon, all three of us, either Tuesday night or Wednesday. One of those. No game till Saturday, so we'll figure that out. Uh, make sure you get in the Discord. Until then, sg.pn slash Discord. We'll be betting whatever we can find until then. French Open just, just started or qualifying at the very least. So we have some fr- tennis going on in there. Baseball as well. I've been betting recently, so make sure you get in the Discord. Great support system in there. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star rating and review for the Hockey Gamer Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. All right, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at RGilbertSOP. I'm Joel Mine. You'll find me looking up the next live event because uh, Kepka's going to be very busy for the next couple <laughs> weeks with the heat and the peas and uh, the conference finals. See ya. Thank mm-hmm. you.